My name is Anthony James, and I love the German Netflix show Dark. I love it so much that I started a YouTube channel to talk about it. From the start, I've been told that the Dark Train won't last forever, and if I want to continue to grow on YouTube, I need to move on. Well, you know what? I don't want to move on. This show is worth more. It's worth more theories, more analysis, deconstruction, and discussion. So if you're not ready to move on either, then you're in the right place, right here on Dark Discussions. Hello, and welcome to Dark Discussions. I'm your host, Origin Anthony James. Just me this week. We are going to be talking about Greek mythology. Now I know guys, last time I talked about Greek mythology, <laughs> I made a proviso, I'm not an expert on Greek mythology. I think we all know that at this point. I think we all know that I'm not an expert on Greek mythology. And to be honest with you, I'm not an expert on most things we're talking about, but I have some ideas about it, so I thought I'd let you let you know. If you haven't already, could you please drop a like on the video? Uh, if you're watching it live, great stuff, jump in, the, jump in the chat, let me know what you think about what I'm saying. I can... Uh, I can relay that uh, and like have a discussion with you live. If you're watching this on the replay, well, welcome. That's also great. Give it a like. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Every single Monday we do live streams. Well, sometimes we have to take a week off for life reasons, but this is this is this is all all, all here. Live streams, and then the video is up with full chat replay. At some point, usually midday Tuesday. If you're listening listening on audio apps, yes, I'm still putting it up there, even though I said I wouldn't. Some people are. Uh, some people are actually listening on the audio apps. Thank you very much. I know sometimes the experience isn't great because uh, I do some visual things sometimes. But if you are listening, that's how you do it. Thank you very much. If you could subscribe on audio apps as well, that would be absolutely fantastic. Already some people jumping in here. Vic Disco's here. Uh, neither are most of us, Anthony. I know most of us aren't experts, but you know we love talking about it anyway, Vic, don't we? Uh, Ragad's here. Hi, Shelly, Venla. Hello, everyone. Hello. Okay, so... If you haven't already, pop a like on this. It'll help us push it out to some more people. Um, all right, let's let's start. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little look at the story of Sisyphus today. Because I've been watching a new TV show. Well, it's almost finished the first season, but I've started recently with my friend Emmett on the channel. You might have seen the video pop up. Sisyphus, the myth. So it's a Korean TV show that I've been watching. And it's based on a Greek myth of the Greek myth of Sisyphus. Um, now, I actually wasn't too au fait with, with Sisyphus, the, the, the legend, before this show, and it made me go and start reading about it. And then I realized, hang on a minute, I know that the creators of Dark did a lot of research into Greek mythology and philosophy, so therefore, there must be a certain amount of the thoughts that went, went from this story into dark. So that's what I've decided to do here today, is to have a look at the story of Sisyphus and kind of see where it might fit. I think there's definitely some key themes going on. What I don't want us to do though, is I don't want us to go through and say this character, Ares is this person, Hades is this person, Sisyphus is this person. I think that gets a bit tedious and it's hard to make connections. I think there is definitely one character who I'm probably going to be saying is, um, is Sisyphus. I think there's, but I think the theme of Sisyphus is in every character, and we'll understand that when we actually get into the story. So if you if you haven't 
actually now oh venla says i probably should start watching that show well it is actually a time travel show, show venla um i believe so anyway i'm only two episodes in but it very much seems like it's a time travel show and it's it's basically all about sisyphus the myth now basically what the myth, myth of sisyphus is sisyphus and i'm gonna trip over myself here a lot guys so i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna try and try and do it um but if you are if you're in if you're up for venla if you're up for watching a time travel show with it's it's a little bit more light than dark, but it's sort of a strange show. I was saying to some people in the Discord server, actually. If, oh, by the way, if you want to join the Discord server, we talk about the dark, dark. We talk about all the movies we're watching. We talk about OA for the After Dark podcast. We also talk about Sisyphus in there as well. Uh, if you're following along with us for that, it's a really strange show because you actually need to turn your head, your brain off, uh, but also turn it on at the same time you know so it's give it a go see what you think but the mystery and the the compelling nature of the mystery is there that's what i'll say it is there okay so let's talk about sisyphus then so basically sisyphus uh, gained infamy he was a king uh, and he gained infamy for his trickery and wicked intelligence. I'm taking this from a particular website. I can't remember the name of the website. But it, it, basically, I did a big read through there and took the key points out. Um, but he gained infamy for his trickery and his wicked intelligence. But his greatest feat was to cheat death and Hades himself. Not once, but twice. Uh, thus, uh, so, apparently Homer also called him the most cunning of men. Now, I don't know, I don't know about that part. But basically, I'm just going to like let you know straight out of the bat. I'm sort of viewing Adam... Uh, or Jonas in this in this uh, in this role uh, of Sisyphus uh, for, for the most part. It's usually it usually is Adam. It usually isn't it. It's usually Adam we're thinking of, but it's Adam I'm sort of thinking of for this. Um, so Adam, the reason why I think there is because he cheated death twice. Well, just to make a really sort of weak analogy. There was two times in which a gun jammed for Jonas, which is definitely one time. Uh, two times that Adam cheated death. Um, that I suppose you could also take it if you were to to view view death as a character. I'm not sure who it would be, but I'm sure there's plenty of times that 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 Adam cheated death. Even even the fact that he made it to the basement rather than get going off into Alt Martyr's world that could even be another time that he cheated death. Um, in the first, so there's two times that he that he cheated death. The first time, which I think is very interesting, in terms of the myth of Sisyphus, and that is that in the first uh, time, the first time that the, the king, after dying, he descended into Hades, um, and he managed to capture Thanatos. Now the name Thanatos doesn't really matter, okay? But the idea is that Thanatos is the personification of death, okay? So Sisyphus was able to capture the personification of death and chain him up so that no humans died thereafter i.e the cycle could continue or the cycle could end whatever whatever he wanted to do if we're, if we're thinking of it as adam I suppose it would be the circus so the cycle could end now in this show in this show who do you think i'm thinking of when i say the personification of death who do you think i'm thinking of it's got to be the main man gary it's got to be Gary. We're thinking of Gary. Um, Gary is the personification of death um, for me in this in this regard, and I'll explain why in a second. First, Eric's popped in. Uh, Eric says, there's a picture in Michael's studio uh, of the Greek statue Lacoon and his sons. It is an iconic statue about human agony. Oh, I actually don't know that story. There's another bit of Greek mythology that I have to look into. Thanks, Eric. Um... It is another cool detail, Venla, you're right. I think, I think Greek mythology did feature heavily in the writer's um, inspiration in this, definitely. Um, so basically, uh, the 
personification of death, I'm saying, is uh, the unknown, or Gary, as we call him. Uh, and he chained him up. So I'm viewing this as Adam, remember? So the idea would be that Adam, or uh, Sisyphus, chained up the personification of death, i.e. captured Alt Marta, remember, to destroy her. He thought that that was him. He, ha he had the personification of death. He's gonna he chained her up. He's going to get rid of it. But only the, the intervention of Ares... Now, again... I'm not going to focus on who Ares is, but there is an in there is an intervention which sets the personification or Gary of death free, and that is when Eva splits herself, takes the pregnant Altmata away with her. So therefore, there's two of them now. So actually, that's how I'm viewing that sort of symbolism. There, the idea is that Adam or Sisyphus ca captures the personification of death, thinking that he's won the game, but Ares or not really, again, not a parallel in terms of Ares, but but something happens. Eva frees the personification of death by splitting Altmata comes, and then the personification of death can, as this website said, was freed to pursue his natural work. So whatever the natural work of Gary is, we all know that's a bit, a bit over the top. So basically that's my idea in terms of the first um, part of the Sisyphus myth, how that's actually going to, going to be related there. Um, so captured, captured, uh, captured Marta with Gary in the, in the womb. That's personification of death. Eva split herself, thus freeing Gary. That seems to be the first, the first sort of inkling, inkling there. Now the second, uh, part of that, well, before I get on to the second there, Venler said another reaction channel called Gary Francis. I thought that was not as fitting. Yeah, Francis, well, you know why I don't feel that's as fitting? It's because Francis is actually tied in tied into the um to like to like the christian isn't it like saint francis so it's, it's sort of it's sort of as quite a christian name so it sort of fits the thematic of the theme of the show whereas gary is as gary like you know he's down down the building site he's uh he's ca he's carrying his lunch to work in a little in a little uh, bucket like this that's gary you know and that that sort of fits in more i think uh vic disco says someone once told me that Jonas symbolizes uh Janus the Roman god of portals, doorways, and pathways. He is always looking to the past and the future at the same time. He is the gatekeeper. Interesting. Now, Roman gods are gods that I know, I think I know even less than Greek gods. Um, I've not really done much research on Roman gods, but that's definitely something to look into, Ted. Thanks. Uh, Chan says, Sorry, but I'm only, <laughs> I'm still triggered about older Marta slashing the young Marta unnecessarily in the face. <laughs> I feel like that should have been explained. I can't get over it. Sorry. Um, okay, so that, that, that's that's fine. Like everyone has, I'm sure everyone has certain certain things in the show which which they you know they're sort of their hells to die on, I suppose. But Chan, let me let me do my best. Like you know, you know me, guys. I'm going to try and uh, defend the show every and every every single uh, way I can. Let me try and um, give a thematic reason why she might slash her off her face like that. So the reason I think, okay, is because. With Adam, right, when did Jonas start properly just accepting that he was Adam? When did when did that happen? When did that happen? You would maybe argue that it didn't actually happen until he started getting his scars from the machine. Once it was physically in the world that this is who he is becoming, okay? So I'm sure Jonas, after he got that first scar and he was like, Oh, no, 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 I'll just not get any more scars. I'll not become Adam. I'll not become... Eventually, he becomes Adam. Okay, eventually, he is Adam. Through the scarification, he has to realize that he's Adam. 
the thing about uh, Eva is, is that Eva sort of circumvented or whatever, the um, probably the wrong word there, but she sort of went past uh, all that sort of struggle of like the younger self wondering if they will turn into the older self the whole time by just slicing the eye and saying, there's the scar, that's who you are, you are me, now let's get on with it. Okay, that's my understanding of it. Uh, Chan, whether that's acceptable to you, I'm not sure. But my understanding of it is that's the Eva character. Eva's like, no, we're, we're not. We're not playing this will I, won't I game. We're not playing this game of wanting to be someone else. We are Eva. We do want our son to exist. We want to continue the cycle so that our son will exist. I'm not having any faff in the middle. There you go. There's a scar. That's who you are. That's what I think. Um, hopefully, I explained that well enough. That's that's how I view that moment, Chan. Um, okay, so. Let me see. Uh, lots of people agreeing with Chan, saying that there must be a reason. So hopefully I, hopefully I uh, explain some, something there. Now, I'm not saying that that's perfect. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it is. But what I want to give you there is like a grain. Anytime someone comes up to me with one of these issues with the show like that, as long as I can give you a grain of something that kind of makes sense, then that hopefully will expel the worry from your mind. That's how I sort of view it. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So, uh, PB says, Chan, metaphors, dude. It's all self-inflicted suffering. Oh, there's another one, real simple way to look at it as well. It's just like self-inflicted suffering. Um, all right, okay, cool. Uh, all right, so basically, if you don't know the, the myth of Sisyphus, what happens in the end, because he's cheated death a couple of times, um, what happens in the end is he's, he's uh, condemned to push a boulder and you might notice that from the thumbnail, push a boulder up a hill, um, and then it will go back down the hill, and it'll just keep going forever and ever and ever. So he pushes the boulder up the hill, and then he has to wait till it goes back down, push it up again, and it's just like the monotonous thing. Um, and the philosopher Camus sort of um, aligned this with, you know, nine to five work, like going and doing the same thing every day, this monotonous work that never seems to end, um, and it's sort of like a, a form of torture. So it, it is it is it is interesting in that way. But what in terms of dark, I view that as so if we're thinking of Adam as Sisyphus here, my idea is that the pushing the boulder up the hill is his struggle thinking that he can change something. So he's working really hard, pushing the boulder, pushing the boulder, pushing the boulder, and then he causes his father to commit suicide. It rolls back down again. He pushes the boulder, he pushes the boulder, he pushes the boulder, he creates the wormhole in, in the tunnel. It falls back down again. He pushes the boulder, he pushes the boulder, he pushes the boulder. The world doesn't end when he kills Altmata. Okay, so this is a continual struggle of the Adam character. It's a continual struggle. He's always pushing that boulder up the hill and it's rolling back down again. Now, of course, uh, in the timeline where Claudia is able to sort of tell Adam to go back and fix it and go off to the origin world, Obviously, that breaks away from that, but the, the symbolism is there from the storyline, the, the story of, of Sisyphus. The symbolism's there of like continually repeating the same thing over and over again. Obviously, obviously, there is also the, the the overall argument of like this, just like continual motion of everyone. It kind of applies to most things, but because Jonas is the one who's always trying to change things, he's trying to change it. It fails. He's trying to change it. It really applies to him most i think um so is eva is albert albert camus or, or because, because like he eva actually like analyzes jonas and and is able to beat him from there well you know 
we'll see. We are going to talk about Camus in a little bit, just just a small bit. I'm not going to go too far into Camus, to be honest with you, because I, I probably need to read 100 books and do a degree to, to, to talk about it to a high, high, high level. But I am going to tell you what I learned on Wikipedia. So the, there is that coming. Um, all right, so... That's my idea about Sisyphus, and I think that works really well. And to be honest with you, it makes me really excited about the uh, TV show Sisyphus that Emmett and I are covering as well, because it makes me think about that show, that clearly there's going to be similar themes in there, because the show is called that. So I, I'd love to see where the where, the, where that parallels with, with Dark in terms of that. I am really look forward to seeing that. But okay, so Camus then is a philosopher who... Um, decided to have a look at the Sisyphus myth in a bit more detail, and he sort of tied it up in this idea of absurdism. Um, oh, Vic has popped in and said, uh, I was always fascinated by the Odyssey, um, as I have said before. Yeah, I believe Stranger Uranus is Odysseus. Now, Ted, as I've told you before, I'm not 100% um, familiar with the Odyssey. I, like, I know some of the key moments. I've not read it. Um, maybe I should read it because it seems like there's a lot going in, uh, coming from, from that into, into this, um, in, into, into dark. So it definitely is maybe something that I should do. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent. I will look up Odysseus though. Well, maybe we'll do some even more Greek mythology in dark, uh, at some point. Um, cause if you remember my first Greek myth, if you haven't watched it, my first Greek mythology video, before I started doing the live streams, my dark discussions on, uh, Greek mythology was about the, um, Theseus and the Minotaur, and uh, talking about the where that plays into the symbolism and stuff like that. Um, oh, that's okay, Vic. That's that's why I like doing these live because it does take us off topic and we get to chat about certain things. I never would have talked about the Eva Scar if it wasn't for Chan there. So that that's great. Um, all right, so um, Camus. He in Camus talks about this idea of abs- absurdity. Okay. Um, and he says, Absurd, absurdism lies in the juxtaposition between fundamental human need to attribute meaning to life and the unreasonable silence of the universe in response. Straight from Wikipedia, but I love that phrase. The juxtaposition between humans needing to know the meaning of life and the, the silence that the universe provides. And that's kind of... Um, that's really, really kind of like the end of this show, isn't it? It made me think about the end of this show. And like we have the, the, the two worlds, Eva and Adam's worlds, that are wrapped up in this weird cycle of stuff. And then at the end of the, the show, it's like they don't exist anymore. Now, I think they, they did exist based on my previous theories that I've created. But like they, don't, they aren't erased from existence completely, in my opinion. Uh, well, you know, but it's, it's all theories. Like, so fair enough. But, but the idea... Of like, were their lives meaningful? Like, did they actually? Does it even matter that they existed? And the idea of of it just being—it's literally just up for up to us to discuss. It's the exact same question of this absurdism. It's it's what lies in the humans' meaning, uh, wanting to know the meaning of life in real life. Like, we want to know the meaning of life and the unreasonable silence of the universe in response. It's the same as the end of this show. We are having to discuss whether their lives were meaningful. There is no definite answer because the show's done now. It's the silence in response. Um, uh, PB pops in with a perfectly timed, neither ever nor never. Yep, exactly. You're exactly right. Okay, so Camus. Two more points I want to make about Camus here. Um, Camus, now this is again straight from Wikipedia, but I need to read it to get the discussion coming. So Camus undertakes the task of answering what he considers to be the only question of philosophy that matters. 
does the realization now this listen to this and think about which characters this applies to does the realization of the meaninglessness does the realization of the meaninglessness of and absurdity of life necessarily require suicide okay i'm sure by saying that word i've just flagged a whole lot of things shouldn't have said it but anyway um so re- realizing that life is meaningless if you if you if it is and if you do realize that um does that does that mean that you should um kill yourself uh interesting question because it is definitely something that is played with in the in the show in a very dark you know dark sorry no pun intended but well, very much intended actually it's the name of the show dark discussions but uh it's definitely intended that question is i i reading that sentence i feel like yon chafris and baron bodo read that sentence and were like okay that's going to be a theme in the show because if you think about it one of the characters who realizes the meaningless meaningless meaninglessness of life adam decides that that's what he should do he should end everything. He should fit, he should like put everything out of their misery. We should now sort of just get rid of everything. That's what he decides. So his answer to Camus is yes. It does require ending it. But Eva, on the other hand, now there's two ways to look at that. The first way is, is that yeah, okay. Maybe it is meaningless. But I still have my child that I, I want to exist, and I need to continue that going. The other way to look at it is Eva's actually concluding, no, it is meaningful because we have the love. I have the love for my son. How you could love Gary, I'm not sure, but she does have it. So it's interesting that there's two sides to that discussion. I think Adam and, e- Adam and Eva are definitely two sides of the of the of the question that Camus is pondering. Um, definitely, definitely think that's that's very relevant here. Um, and lastly, Camus compares the absurdity of man's life with the situation of Sisyphus, a figure of Greek mythology who has who was contempt to repeat the same meaningless task over and over again, pushing a mountain thing up a hill. So Camus himself uh, had a look at this question of absurdity uh, and whether the meaningless of, of existence would push towards uh, the idea of, like Adam says, to end everything. But he also re- refers to Sisyphus in that. Uh, itself, so that's really interesting to me. All the little things are connecting here in terms of in terms of this inspiration that the, the creators have, have got from this. So that's that's what I have got from my couple of days of reading about Sisyphus, uh, the myth. Um, so yeah, that, that, I just wanted to share that with you guys. So um, PB pops in here and says, "Totally, this stuff is at the very heart of the philosophy of dark." I I think so. I think so. As, you know, sometimes when you've seen a TV show and then you like. It happened to me recently with um with with Joker and the King of Comedy and if any of you if you watch the movie podcast you'll know I've talked about this before but the idea that when you first like I know that they when Joker came out they kept going on about it's this King of Comedy remade or whatever they kept saying that because it's almost as if if you say it it can't be copyright um but it was really interesting to me that that that, that kept being said because when I watched King of Comedy it was, I was like, it, all of a sudden in my head, I could see, I could, I could be, it was like I was in Todd Phillips' head, the director of uh, Joker. It was like I was in his head and I could see exactly why he came to the conclusion he did. Why exactly he came to the conclusion he did. Why he decided to make Joker the way he did. It's like this. When I read, I, it's a really strange experience, but when, sometimes when you read or watch something and I read those lines from Camus and the Sisyphus myth and I'm in, in my head, I'm like, 
I can see where the, the dots started connecting for these writers for this show. And I just love that feeling of like sort of getting to their, the, the things that inspired them to create what, like my favorite show of all time. It's just really, really cool. I, I love, I love being able to do that. Okay. A load of comments coming in here. So, uh, Ted says, takes him 33 years of struggles. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Eric, uh, Odysseus. Oh, this is continue the Odysseus thing. Let's see if this is relevant to us. Uh, was so close to being home, but then he angered Poseidon and he cast him away and it took Odysseus 10 years to get back. Kind of like strange Uranus. Interesting. Yes. Also, the, the the parallels with actually the Jesus there, which is one of my original dark discussions, talking about the par- uh, the symbolism of Jesus within Stranger as well. Um, takes him 33 years of struggles, gets back to when he was younger, and then Adam and the Apocalypse send him into the past. Very interesting. Um, Chan says, uh, Riddle is a little girl. Oh, more is this a bit more about the, um, the, 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 the Odyssey. Gotta read this, too. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to say, say Scott. I'm going to assume it's Scott. Uh, I'm just so troubled by why the unknown is bad slash evil and unnamed. Why? <laughs> well, there we go. At the start, I said he, he must be the personification of death. Uh, that's how I'm sort of viewing him. I'm, I, I'm viewing, I'm, I'm viewing uh, him as the personification of death. Uh, so that, that's, how I, that's how I'm sort of viewing him at the minute in terms of this Sisyphus myth anyway. Um, uh, let me see here. PB says the unknown is unnamed because he's the origin of many quotes. Un- quotes are often attributed to unknown. Very, very good. Very good. I like that. Um, okay. Venla actually adds to that unknown question as well. Don't know why he is unnamed, uh, but he does evil things to keep the cycle going and what his mother tells him. Yeah, he's basically a big mummy's boy. He does he does what his mum says. Uh, and you know what? you got to admire him for that. you got to admire him for that. Um... Uh, he's got to admire him for that. Uh, okay, so what I thought I'd do now, because that's I, I'm not going to talk for another 15 minutes about the Sisyphus and all that, because I've basically told you all I know. I think there's a lot of symbolism there. I think there's really, really interesting sort of tie-ins. I think we can see where the writers were inspired by. But I'm going to move on to something a bit more fun now, because I realized that 25 minutes, I want this to be more sort of like 40 minutes at least. I, I, I don't want the... I want to give you. I want to give you what you need. I want to give you enough dark content to get you through because that's one thing I committed for on this channel. I am going to keep talking about dark. I'm going to talk about eighteen ninety nine when it comes out. I don't want it just to fade away into, into I suppose non existence like some of the characters. But uh, it is going to keep going because I do really love the show. Um, so yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you more dark content. So here we go. Um, all right. Uh, <sighs> I don't know how to reveal what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to do. I'm going to do Buzzfizz's Buzzfeed's quiz. How well were you able to follow Dark? I have not ever done a quiz on Dark. I do not think. Now, when the show first came out, the season three first came out, there was a lot of quizzes, and I could really be put. I could really be throwing myself in the deep end here because how funny would it be if I if I got like a load wrong? How funny would it be if I got a load wrong? Uh, We'll see. We'll see how I get on. Um, also, I will say before I get into this, the theorizer who is a big uh, YouTuber, seven hundred thousand subscribers or something like that. Uh, Venla, I think it was Venla who put this in the in the in the in the Discord. Join the Discord if you haven't already, guys, and give this uh, video a like, please. But Venla put in the Discord that there's a theorizer has made a video on Dark, uh, and I watched it and I, and I enjoyed it. Venla, as you're right, there's a couple of uh, interesting angles that the theorizer is coming at. Uh, that haven't I haven't quite thought of myself, which was really interesting. Um, but so so go check that out. 
the theorizer has actually popped up on a live stream of ours before. So that's how I, that's why I'm recommending to go and watch the video because I know the theorizer is a true fan. Like guys, would the, would the theorizer be coming and commenting in a live stream of mine if he didn't like really love the show? Like that's how I know he's really genuine when he says that, that he loves it and he wanted to make a video about it and stuff. So go and check it out, give it some love and, and it's just really good. I already watched it really high quality as you'd expect from someone with 700,000 subscribers. They're, you know, really high quality, really high production, and just give it a go. It's really good fun. All right. Um, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let's go. Let's go now. Oh, Venla's going to pop the link in. Good stuff. All right. Um, watch it after this. We've got 10 minutes of a quiz first. Right. Okay. So here we go. Let's now, if you want to spam the answers in guys, be my guest. I, I don't mind if you just want to try and convince me of things, if they're not easy questions. The first question says, uh, or if you want to, if you want to play along at home, I suppose here's I'm going to pop the link into the, into the chat there. There's 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 the quiz. You can do it yourself if you want, and you can compare your score to me. Um, okay, let's go. Which of these people is not one of Ulrich's kids? All right, seems fair enough. Marta, Magnus, Mikkel, and Eric. Well, if you were to believe Conrad, Marta is not a child of Ulrich. Remember that theory. <laughs> That was, a, that was a big one. So Conrad, for a while, didn't think Marta was the child of Ulrich. But <coughs> uh, Eric, I think we're all all in agreement there. Yay, we got it right. I'm not a complete fraud. All right, let's keep going. So which of these people is not blood-related to Jonas? Not blood-related. Okay. So Hannah's his mom, definitely blood-related. Magnus is his uncle. Katarina is his grandmother. Enos adopted his father. Enos is the answer. Good stuff. Um, for the people who are listening on audio, actually, what I'll do is I'll I'll leave a I'll, I'll almost like I'll I'll almost be like the quiz guy for you, you know, so you can sort of play along. So the next one is Francisca. Who is Francisca's father? Is it Tronta, Peter, Alexander, or Ulrich? Well, I know there's some real fuckery going on in this family, but I think we can all be in agreement. It is Peter. There's a lot of fuckery going on, but it is Peter. Yeah. Uh, okay, next question. And who is that person's father? So Peter, okay, Peter was the answer. So who's Peter's father? Helga, Noah, Tronta, Egon. Well, there's a lot of people who f seem to still theorize that Helga is not really his father. Um, but we all know it's very easy, Vic. I didn't know it was going to be this easy, to be honest with you. But we'll see. Maybe it'll maybe, maybe it'll not be as easy as we get on. So who is that person's father? Well, it's it's Peter, so his father is Helga. Uh, who is Bartos's... This is season one stuff, guys. This is season one stuff. What's going on in this quiz? Uh, who is Bartos... Guys, if you can find a quiz which is really hard, dark questions, link it in the chat there and I'll do it. Uh, but I, I, this is, this is the one I could find. So, uh, okay. Who is Bartos's mother? Claudia, Charlotte, Hannah, or Regina? Hmm. Let me think. Hmm. Regina. Uh, and who is that person's mother? Claudia. I'm not even going to respect this anymore. I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm just going to go through until we find one. Uh, which of these men has not had an affair? Okay. So Peter with Benny, Ulrich with Hannah and Tronta with Claudia. So Alexander, well done. He is the main man, old Yasin himself. Uh, who plays Charlotte? Can you imagine doing this? Can you imagine not being able to answer these questions? Like, who is this? I'm really hope maybe at the end will they will they show like an average how many people got what right? Who plays Charlotte in 1986? It's just got pictures of their faces. It's that one. 
Um, who hasn't hooked up in a locker room? Katarina and Ulrich, Francisca and Magnus, Marta and Jonas. Well, like father, like son, Ulrich and Magnus did. And Marta and Jonas did not. Lovely. Scott says, this is the only exam I've ever passed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is what is what is this like this is this is not even a quiz this is this is nothing this is nothing whose father founded the power plant helga claudia bartos oh the person who wrote this quiz does not know what they're talking about guys who can spot the problem here because i don't think correct me if i'm wrong guys I don't think Helga's father did found the power plant. Uh, whose father founded the power plant? None of these characters. Because as far as I'm... Oh, hang on! Hang on a minute. Now, this is where we test. I'm actually... Yes. Let's see. This is the first tricky question. They got it wrong. Can we all accept, guys, that I got that question right? Who founded the power? Whose father founded the founded the power plant? They said the correct answer was Helga. I thought this was a stupid question because obviously Helga's father is not Bernd Doppler. Okay, I clicked Regina as the answer, thinking that they were good, that it was a real double trickaroony here. They got it wrong. Interesting. Whoever did this for BuzzFeed doesn't really know what they're doing, do they? Doesn't really. It does look like a season one test, doesn't it? Actually, let me just double check what the date on this was. Oh yeah, season one test. Okay, so actually, I should have I should have clicked I should have clicked Helga because I, I if 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 I had looked at the date, obviously they're not going to think it's Regina. Okay, so let's bear that in mind going forward. This is a real, we have to go back in time. This is proper dark now. We have to go back in time to get these questions right now. All right, let's put our head back in season one then. Which of these, now, obviously, maybe in in a future episode, then I'll, I'll try and find a quiz that's really hard. It's, it's, it's hard to find a quiz that's really hard when I don't really want to look at the quiz before I do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there was no other way of doing this. I, I really should have looked at the date, but... Oh, well. Which of these people never worked in the power plant? Um, Claudia or so Ulrich didn't work in the power plant. Thank goodness for that. Who isn't a police... Who isn't a Wyndon police officer? So Daniel is. Ulrich is. Charlotte is. Tronta is not. Uh, who in 2019 timeline hasn't smooched yet? What is this? Is this... It, look, I, I don't spend much time on BuzzFeed, guys. Is this what BuzzFeed is? Is this just nonsense? Like, what, what is going on here? Now, okay, season one. Okay, season one. Who hasn't smooched yet? Bartos and Marta. Did we see them kiss in season one? Okay, Bartos and Francisca has to be. Yeah. What's really weird is that they said yet. What did they know that we didn't at that point? Maybe they knew Baron and Yonch's original plan for the show. Maybe they knew the original plan for the show. They knew that Bartos and Francisca were going to get together eventually, um, which is interesting to me. That obviously they changed that. That they changed that. Uh, which of these people is not a grandfather? <sighs> season one, guys. Season one. 
This is difficult. Toronto's a grandfather. Ulrich is a grandfather in season one. Peter is not a grandfather in season one. H.G. Tanhouse, we can only assume, is Charlotte's grandfather in season one. Okay. Expertly done, apparently. Expertly done. There we go. Uh, 82% correct. I got one wrong because I didn't realize we were in season one. Anyway, that's how it is. Okay, guys, if you if you can find if you can find a quiz uh, that's better than that or a hard one, pop it in the Discord. Um, sign up to the Discord if you haven't already, guys, and 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 I'll and I'll try and do one that's better. I cannot believe that uh, I didn't notice that was in in, uh, in 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 the first season. I was almost ready to write Buzzfeed a letter and say, "Here, that quiz is incorrect." Uh, Regina is actually. <laughs> The, uh, the 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 daughter of Bert Helga is not the son. Um, very very interesting. That was very strange quiz. Uh, I'll I'll try and find a, a harder one. And if you find one, as I say, put it in the Discord. Right, guys. Well, that's gonna be me f- me for uh, this week. Um, thanks very much for joining me. Uh, next week, I'm Conrad's gonna be back on. Um, we might choose another character. I think the Charlotte discussion was really really good. I really enjoyed that. Might choose that. Um, as well, I think I keep saying I'm going to do it, but I am going to do it soon. I'm going to do an episode on the music of Dark because I just love the music. I'm just trying to find someone to do that with me. Um, I've got a person in mind. Just need to reach out to them. So hopefully we can get that done. Um, Scott just pops in and says, "Dark is so amazing that the factually correct answers factually change by season three. There we go. You couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, the factually correct answers change. Like that's it's just perfect. Like I mean, we can all take Buzzfeed as Bible. So that was factually correct at that point." 100%. Um, Vic, the candles. Look, is it, are you changing your Westworld pick to the candles, Vic? <laughs> Happy to do it for you. Happy to do it for you. Uh, I will actually, I need to, I keep saying, I need to, I need, need to look up that. Um, I have no idea about colors of candles. I have mentioned before that I bought my sister-in-law some c- colored candles in, in, uh, in New Orleans when I was there, but I don't understand, I don't, don't even remember what colors I bought her, to be honest with you. Um, if you don't know what Vic's talking about, in the last scene, there are lots of colored candles. Um, in in the in the Carnvald house, which actually technically is Regina's house, I think. So apparently, well, Vic wants me to have a look at the colors of the candles. Do they signify something in particular? I'm sure they do. We could have a look at it. Um, but yeah, thanks very much, guys. Uh, you can't, Venley, you cannot have both. It has to be Westworld or the candles. We all know that. It's been like that since day one. That's just one of those facts you can't change. Um, okay. Right, guys, thanks very much. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to The Culture Cave if you haven't already. Make sure you uh, give this video a like, and I'll see you next time. Very, very enjoyable. Love talking about Dark. Cannot wait till next week. Get Conrad on here and have a nice old chat. See you later.